that middle interview. Hey, what's going on, guys and girls, uh, fellow headbangers and rockers? Uh, welcome to this episode of that middle interview. And we have Ronnie Atkins, frontman for Pretty Maids, P R E T T Y Maids. And uh, he has two new releases solo, solo releases, solo records, if you will. Uh, one is called One Shot. And the other one is called Four Shots, and one of those, of course, is an acoustic, acoustic EP that you guys have to check out, man. So, so before we continue, let's check out "Picture Yourself" off of the album One Shot. Here is Ronnie Atkins with "Picture Yourself," and we'll be right back.
great, great, great jam right there. Picture yourself. You guys can stream it on your favorite digital format, of course, and uh, go out and uh, support Mr. Ronnie Atkins. Uh, go out to his socials and uh, purchase merchandise and purchase his music or download it or stream it. So it's up to you, however you enjoy music, man. So anyways, let's cut it short and let's go to the interview with Mr. Ronnie Atkins. Enjoy. I'm a big fan since since uh, Future World in the late 80s. Yeah, I first heard that on Hitbangers Ball and wow, I was just like, wow, that's some awesome jam right there. <laughs> okay, cool. Good. Yeah, it's a long time ago, man. Yeah. We're celebrating our 14th anniversary this year, man. I can't, I don't know where time went. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, it's a long time ago, but uh, we're still around, so. Awesome. All good. Awesome, awesome. Glad to hear that. Uh, so you have two new releases this year. You got one shot, and you got four more shots. Frontiers music, uh, awesome music, yeah. by the way. Awesome stuff. Uh, what what uh, made you do uh, the acoustic album? Well, actually, uh, the acoustic album was was kind of like uh, part of the deal. Actually, I did with Frontiers back then last year, right? So it was basically meant to be four um, four songs out, four four songs uh, just out on streaming, right? Uh, but uh, I mean, there, was, there was a big request uh, first from the Japanese, and then uh, uh, we did some limited edition for uh, America and, uh, and Europe as well, you know. So, so that was it. And then there was, we had this leftover song called "Carry Me Over" that was actually that actually was the first album I did for uh, that I wrote for the One Shot album. But I thought when we uh, mixed the album, I thought it would. We tip the balance of the album with another ballad, you know, and I, and I thought the lyrics are, you know, they're very emotional, they're very melancholic because they were written when I was uh, uh, in the pit, so to speak. And um, so I, I thought that wasn't the, the kind of signal that I wanted to send with the last album, you know, with the first album. So, um, yeah, that's why it was, it was all done yes, last year, actually. I think uh, we, it was done yeah, September, October last year, something like that. I love ballads. I'm a balladeer. I love, uh, especially rock ballads. You know, it's awesome stuff, which is what you did there. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. What What made you do? Uh, we, actually, we, actually, we, actually, we actually did. Um, we did. Uh, sorry for interrupting. We, but we did like. Uh, we actually started out doing an 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 uh, electric version of uh, Carry Me Over, but uh, but since this was going on the acoustic uh, mini EP. Um, we just decided to add acoustic as well, of course, you know. So, but it was actually meant to be electric to begin with. That's cool that you made a, a solo record. This is your first uh, solo record, right? So, what what made you do? Yeah. Uh, the solo record. I mean, I couldn't really do much anything else at the time, you know. I mean, um, first, you know. I got uh, diagnosed with cancer, you know, so, and I, you know, I went through surgery, uh, a lot of treatments, chemotherapy, radiation therapy, and stuff like that, and, uh, and actually for a while I wasn't able to sing, because, I mean, I, I was coughing all the time, you know, from the lung surgery and radiation, and then in, uh, like, April, May, last year, I started getting my voice back, you know, and, and I realized that I can, you know, I can still sing. And um, at, and then at the same time, the pandem pandemic was all over the world. You know, I couldn't do anything. We, I couldn't yeah. meet up with anybody. You know, so it was quite the opposite of what we normally when we did a pretty mate time. We always did it the old fashioned way. You know, meeting up in the studio, gathering together, and 
you know, doing all the basic tracks and rehearsals of the basic tracks and stuff like that, you know. But this album was basically done uh, on on uh, on uh, sending MP3 files forth and back, you know, yeah. uh, without actually meeting anybody until we, we did the drums, which was the final thing we did, you know, because because yeah. I had this this diagnosis last April, March last year at the same time as the pen and and pandemic came on um, and they told me that we don't know uh, we'll, we'll try to give you immune therapy and see how it works out but basically I didn't know whether I was going to complete this album so I actually we, the way we did it was we did all the demos of the songs and I did all my vocals what would you hear in the album all those demos and then we did the instrumentation at last <laughs> and the last thing we recorded was the drums so it was kind of totally awkward way of doing it you know but, but uh, it worked and I think the, the end result was really good so so I'm happy oh yeah it was cool to do it it was cool to do it because normally I'm writing with Ken you know when we wrote pretty made songs and, and of course when you're two songwriters you know you have to do a lot of compromising and stuff like that and sometimes it's, it's really really good you know somebody put a stick in the wheel you know ah oh, come on this is too powerful whatever you know yeah so so this time it was, it was pretty different it was all my songs and my ideas and of course chris laney had his little input and stuff like that i mean i'm not a guitarist I'm, but I'm, i basically wrote all the chords of the songs the, the verses the bridges the choruses the middle eights and sent it to him and he did his invitation but of course he's a guitar player and a keyboard player i can't do that i can i can write on the piano i can play on the acoustic guitar and stuff like write the songs so that what I'm trying to say is that the songs of this album is very much based on my melodies. And um, so that was, so it's not as riff oriented as uh, yeah. a pretty main song would be, you know. Yeah. So it's something else. But it was, it was actually nice to, to be, uh, uh, you know, to make your own decisions. You don't, you didn't have to, yeah. it didn't take any diplomacy, you know, because I mean, it was my songs and, and Fortunately, you know, Chris Laney is on the same page. We're both pretty fucking old school, you know. We, we like the stuff that came out in the 80s and the 70s and stuff like that, you know. So we, we knew what we were aiming for, you know. And, and, and if people tell me that I'm old school, somebody mentioned it, it's, it's old school, I take it as a compliment because I like that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Simple as that. Yeah. No, nothing wrong with uh, being old school. I'm the same way, you know. I like old school. <laughs> No, uh, I mean, you know what, I always used to say that a good song is a good song, you know, yeah. if it sounds good on an acoustic guitar or it sounds good on a piano, you know you've got something going, you know, and then it's just a matter of a package, you know, which, which, which direction you want it to go in, you know, and and we decided on, let's let's do it, uh, we both love Def Leppard, for instance, you know, yeah. so let, let's go Def, Def Leppard on this song, you know, the song Subjugated, you know, could have been a Def Leppard song or something <laughs> like that, you know, right. so uh, that's, that's the way it worked. I mean, uh, I love uh, the Pretty Mage stuff, of course, and I love your stuff, too. Uh, I'm not saying, I'm not picking one or the other, but now that Ken wasn't involved in this project, you can hear, as you said, you can hear only your writing, right? So, and that's, it, it, it comes out real well. It's real nice stuff you got there, real, real cool uh, melodies, and uh, my respects to Ken, of course, you know, I'm just saying, you know, awesome, awesome stuff. But basically... Basically, James, what you know, what I'm doing, basically, I'm doing the same thing as I always did, you know, uh, as I did the last 40 years, you know, because I mean, uh, that's the way I write. And and, yeah. and I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying, in my age, I'm 56, 57 in a couple of weeks, and, yeah. you know, hopefully. And uh, I'm not trying to, I don't want to change anything, you know. 
I'm an old fart, man. I mean, I've, I've been doing this for so many years. I don't, I don't want to try to be innovative or try to update myself musically or anything like that. I'm just to me, it's a good song. It's a good song, you know. And that's that's what I do. That's what I'll do in the future, as long as I'm, uh, I may, you know. So that's it. Yeah. Basically. I mean, uh, I would call yourself an old fart. Old fart. I mean, I think I think uh, life is just a. It's a number. And it's just another day, another you know. I don't, I don't think uh, it is. Yeah. That's true. Well, when you're gonna go, you're gonna go. But you know, nobody knows what it is. Fortunately, that's great. Yeah. So, so how is it working with uh, Chris uh, as compared to other other producers? Well, I was just you know he's he's just a very <clears throat> he's 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 a workaholic man. I mean he's he's doing so many different things and stuff like that. And he's so he's just such a positive person, you know. And that was great to work with him. You know, a positive person. You know, and just like it, we, it's a kind of a new relationship because we, I haven't known him for that long. He's been in Pretty Bad Team since 2016, but we never wrote anything together really. We did one song on this album, you know, which we actually did back in 2018 when I was doing some Nordic Union videos in Stockholm. But that was just for fun. But that uh, frequency of love from the album that ended up on this album was actually. Uh, So I mean, it's it's a new relationship with Kenny. I'm, I've been working for the, for the last 40 years, you know, and yeah. and we did great. We did great stuff, and I'm, particularly I'm proud of what we did the last. Of course, we had a heyday back in the 80s between 85 and 92, you know, but the last 10, 11 years we also managed to to show that we were relevant and we did some really good good songs and good albums and stuff like that, you know. So that's good as well, you know. Uh, but the, the thing is that um, we, we now we took a break, and I'm because of the pandemic, it was simply impossible to meet up anyway you know and basically yeah. the band we haven't met since september 2019 the band has, has been together we haven't so i mean and i only saw ken for the first time uh, in june or something like because we we're working on this book thing you know that comes out this week here in denmark and uh okay. so so we haven't been physically together or haven't really been much in contact at all Yeah. Uh, for all kind of reasons, you know, but but uh, so uh, so we had a break, so I had to I had to do something, and I, and I did this, and I think he's working on his own project as well with another singer or something. But uh, and that's that's fair enough. I mean, we we worked for so many years, you know. Let's uh, separate yeah. and do some, some other stuff. You know? Awesome. I'm still writing songs and stuff like that. So. Awesome combination, you know, you and Ken. Awesome. So for people yeah, people asking, uh, how did you start off in the music business? Uh, how did you first find out you could sing, you know? Um, I think the very beginning, we had, I had a teacher in school, or I was supposed to put him in nine, ten years old. She actually really pushed me to, to sing, because she, she said, I, you have a good voice, you know, but, but, uh, but, but that was before my voice went deep and stuff like that, you know, but before my pukes. But, I mean, listen, I've, I've, been, I've been every time, when I visited my, uh, one, of my, one of my siblings are between, 10 and 13 years older than me. I remember back in the 60s, you know, but when I was really a little kid, I, I remember we were singing like my body is over the ocean and that kind of stuff, you know, back home with my sisters and brother. And uh, I, when I visited somebody that had a guitar or a piano, I always had to go in and make some noise or drum in the in, in, in the pillows with, with two sticks or something like that, you know. Uh -huh. I always wanted, I knew what I wanted to do from when I was very young. That, that was, that uh, music is my life. It's always been, but um, then I started when I when I got in my teens. I I, I started 
playing in several bands. Actually, I wanted to be a drummer at first, you know. Really? And then I decided, I would, yeah, then I decided I wanted to be a musician, you know. <laughs> no, that was a joke. You know, but actually, I, I, I wanted to be a drummer. <laughs> no offense to all the drummers out there. Right, yeah, yeah. But and then, I wanted, then I wanted to play guitar, and then I wanted to play bass, and, and, and I did all things, and I was singing at the same time as all the, but I always ended up being the singer, because nobody else could. And that's the truth. And, but I don't regret that. That's not it. I mean, I play a little bit of each, you know, but, uh, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not a solo guitarist or anything like that, you know. But I always ended up singing because nobody else wanted to or could, you know, so uh, that's why. But being a singer, a musician, it's been in the, it's, it's in my blood, and it's been since I was very, very young, very young. Awesome. Uh, back to the joke. Yeah. Uh, I've, uh, I play in local bands here. I'm a musician locally in Texas, here in Texas. And, uh, Okay. That was one of the jokes right there. Uh, what do you call a drummer? And the the answer is uh, a guy that hangs out with musicians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm referring to. Oh yeah, that's not that's a joke over here, but it's not even a joke. Is it? It's true. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but I had to. Yeah, it's just. A, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do respect to uh, yes. drummers. It's just a joke. Yeah. So absolutely. So what's behind the name Pretty Maids, and who who chose that name? Well, actually, Ken chose that name. I don't know where he got it from. I mean, there, there, there's, a, I mean, there's a song called "Pretty Maids of Marlon Row by the Eagles, right? But he said he got it from a book that was called the same thing. So that's all I know, actually. What I do know is that in the beginning of our career, you know, even before we had our first record deal, I guess, we sent around those uh, cassette tapes, you know, with demos, you know, as you did back in the early '80s. Yeah. And I remember there was a lot of people that thought we were a girly band. I can't blame them for that. Yeah. Uh, so we actually we actually talked about changing the name to I think we would call it Attica, like the prison, you know, Attica. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it never materialized because we already had uh, a T-shirt printed, and, and we couldn't afford to print new ones. <laughs> that's why we're still called Pretty Mates. And that's not even a joke, though. It sounds like a joke. It's yeah. Like, it's it's true. Oh, wow. Cool. And we heard it since, since actually, uh, when we released the first time, a lot of people were sometimes, well, pretty much sounds like a girl band, but it does sound like a girl band. But I mean, you can call a band Def Leppard or whatever, you know, you can call them whatever you want, you know. Yeah, it's whatever, it's yeah. Limits. That's a, a badass name yeah. right there, yeah. So, which is your favorite uh, album, Pretty Maids album? Well, it's very difficult to... Uh, it's difficult to say. I mean, let me let me put it this way. I think Red Hot and Heavy, the, the one from '84, '85. You know, that that is the essential Pretty Mates album for me uh, because that album is, is is where we define our style, our musical style. You know, the combination between good guitar riffs and 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 the melody in general. You know, like melodic uh, hooks, vocals, keyboards, the interaction between guitar vocals and keyboards. You know, that's that's where we we invented ourselves, yeah. to speak. And then came Future World, which is by far the most, uh, which was a much bigger album commercially. You know? Oh, yeah. But those years, I don't see, and then again, if, what I'm really proud of, what we've done the last 10, 11 years, you know, because Pandemonium from 2010. I oh, think, yeah. So, great album, so is Motherland, Motherland, you know. Yeah. It's difficult for me to say which one I do I think is the best, you know. I'm... It's got, we did some good stuff in the 80s and we did some good stuff, you know, in, in recent years as well, so. But Pandemonium was, was the album when, where we kind of sort of, you know, had the fire back, we started writing good songs again, and we really wanted to do it again, you know. We had a long period from 2000, 
two up till 2009 where we had some problems with the band some management problems and some illness and stuff like that so we didn't do much for like seven eight years we still existed but i think we just did one half-hearted attempt of an yeah. album back in 2006 you know but but in 2009-10 we had the fire back and we did pandemonium and since that we actually we've been on the road so to speak awesome yes i'm a fan of all the, the your work so cool um so so which album would you say brought you the most success is it future world or pandemonium or well it's you know it's future world because when it came out in 87 i mean it i mean heavy metal was a mainstream thing you know yeah. it was on, it was it was on mtv when it was still on tv you know? yeah and uh and stuff like that it was just you know you know that it was a different time i mean you Heavy metal was played on the radio. These days, man, you forget about it. I mean, you won't only hear all this urban shit and whatever it is. In Denmark, whatsoever, you know, there's no metal on the radio. Of course, there's still rock stations, thank God, you know. But I mean, on the big uh, nationwide commercial radio, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, therefore, uh, the 80s was something special, and part of the beginning of the 90s. Until the grunge came along, for our kind Yes. Very true. We suffered. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the last album by Pretty Maids was is uh, made in Japan, the live album, right? Uh, yeah. Can you give us yeah. an update? Well, What's an update on the band? Well, an update on the band is that we the the, the update is that there is no update okay. <laughs> because I mean we 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 haven't met as I said in, since yeah. September two thousand nineteen. You know, for for various reasons, my illness, Adam. Uh, Pandemic and shit, Corona, you know, and COVID yeah. nights and all that that crap, you know, and it and it's still not over, man. Not not over here in Denmark, it's pretty good, everything, you know. But in Germany, they still have problems with them. Down Europe and stuff like that, you know, Italy, Spain, France. Um, so the update is that we haven't made any decision uh, whether we're gonna. I don't think we're going to do a new album. It's, it's not in the cards right now because we did an album in 2019 and we haven't played one song from that album yet. Yeah. You know? So if, if there will, will be any plans, uh, it will be allowed to do some gigs, maybe some festivals next year. I don't know, but we haven't decided on anything. We haven't we haven't had a, had a band meeting or anything yet still. You know? So I think we, we, we're all just keep for now doing our own projects. It's even hard to set up a tour in Europe right now because oh, yeah. in Germany, the, the German promoters still um, don't know what's going on. And, you know, can we book a tour in the spring? You know, nobody knows. I mean, this this virus is so unpredictable. You know, every time you think you're home safe, you know, it starts up again. And uh, that's the same pro problem in America, I guess. I mean, I know a lot of tours have been postponed and then they're postponed again, stuff like that, you know. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's weird, it's weird. But let's see if, if anything, uh, we will we may do some concert at some point if everybody's up for it. Yeah, some uh, strange times we're living in for sure. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. But I definitely, I personally, I, I, I simply have the wish to go out on the road, you know, because I haven't been on a stage for two years, you know, and I, I also like to play some of my own stuff, you know. So uh, let's see what happens. I hope it's going to happen in the spring or something like that. God willing, you know, and. Um, it could also be advantageous or something for me. I mean, I haven't been on a stage. I mean, they, I, they, I lost 20% of my long capacity, you know. So, I mean, one thing is singing in the studio and singing back home here, writing songs. A different thing. It's a different thing to being on a stage, you know. So, I, I really got to, but I'm doing physical training every day and I've got to start singing, get myself in shape and stuff like that. So, I, I hope to be out there and, and, and face some real fans again, for sure. 
So uh, give us your best gig and your worst gig. <laughs> um, well, I'm actually, I don't know what the best gig, the most impressive gig was probably when we played the Monsters of Box show in uh, 1987. It was like 70,000 people at uh, 11.30 in the morning. We kicked off the whole show and it was Deep Purple headlining, Metallica, Dio, uh, Rad, Cinderella, uh, Halloween, I think it was. But anyway, it was it was just so for me back then. It was the biggest audience we ever played back then. You know that was really something special. But I think we've done a lot of good gigs in our career. You know, and uh, I have a lot of fond memories of that. First gig in Japan, stuff like that. The worst gig I can tell you that was definitely the last gig we did. You know, because uh, that was in yeah that was in somewhere in Czech, in Czech Republic in 2005. And I was, to be honest, I no not 2019. And that's when the band led, uh, met the last time actually. And uh, well, I was on the, going through all these exams. I already knew I had cancer, you know. I just didn't have the message until two days after we returned from Czech Republic. But I was uh, mentally somewhere else. I was strong as a skull for two or three days, you know. And I don't remember the gig. That's the worst gig I ever done because I never, never go normally go on stage strong as a skull, you know. I mean, so that was horrible. But I probably should have cancelled. But instead of losing money, I went down there and made some money actually. But uh, yeah, I was in a different. I was in a different planet. I was in the mentally totally out of it at the time, so that yeah. I can say for sure it's the worst gig I ever did. Yeah, understand. Yeah. Uh, so what do you yeah. uh, what do you listen to? Uh, do you strictly listen to metal, or what's on your playlist? I listen to all kinds of music, really. I mean, I'm I'm a big pop fan too, man. I mean, I mean, I I grew up with as a, you know my my siblings were 10, 13 years older than me, so I grew up with a lot of uh, Beatles, the Bee Gees, uh, uh, late sixties, early seventies stuff. Um, and then I got hooked on, um, on, on, on first all the, you know, uh, Purple, uh, well, actually the bands that came out of Purple and AZDZ, Rainbow, uh, Ian Gillen, you know, yeah. White Snake and that stuff. And then I got, got back and listened to Deep Purple and Black Sabbath and Black Sabbath and Aussie, that, that the, the Aussie albums with Black Sabbath is some of my best albums and Led Zeppelin I mean but I'm a, hey, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of good music in general and there's been a lot of a lot of good music man and um, so I listen, I listen to everything when I'm going down in the in the gym sometimes you know um, I might put on some Pantera or, nice. or Gojira or something like that you yeah. know? I like all kinds of I like riff oriented music as well and uh, but also like pop music I'm so really 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 diverse even country whatever yeah. nice nice so, what advice uh, can you give uh, to a newer a newer band, if you will, uh, up and coming bands? What advice could you give them? I, I would probably give them the same advice that uh, people said to to us back then, but we didn't listen. Get a lawyer. <laughs> no, but I mean, no, no, yeah. I mean, I'm, there's of course there's all the business shit, you know, and that's the same thing today. I mean. Young bands. I mean, I really feel feel sad for a lot of uh, young ones. I don't I don't understand how they get by, how how they can do it. If, if it wasn't for the fact that everybody had their own pro tool system and you can send files forth and back and record an album that way, you you, you wouldn't have been possible because you get no money up front anymore. You know, that's that's the problem because of the streaming thing. Yeah. So uh, and and the, and the drop of physical vinyls and CDs. A good thing. In our business, is that we still sell CDs and 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 vinyls, especially now, but it's nothing compared to the 80s and the 90s, of course, you know. But but I mean, my advice would be, hey, go for it. I mean, if you love music and you believe in it, you you just gotta go for it. Do what you want to do, and and uh, 
watch out for all the traps that are out there. There's so many business people that are ready to to fuck you up, you know, and that, that's just the way it is, you know. It's always been like that since the 50s and 60s up until now. Yes. Yeah, it's, it, 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 I think it's, it's tough times for new bands, you know, because... Uh, from what I know, they literally get no money. They get a licensing deal, then they have to pay all expenses to report the album and stuff like that themselves. You know, so it's just different times. But again, I'm an old fart, man. Um, it's old school. The thing about it is that I mean, sometimes when I'm when I'm telling younger guys, I know we used to send a cassette tape uh, around. You know, it's a demos. What is a cassette tape? What's that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> people hardly know. You know, so I mean. What is an analog tape, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was just different times, you know. Good times, for sure, uh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, would you like to send a message uh, to your fans listening to this podcast? Absolutely. Hi, this is Ronnie Atkins. I just want to thank everybody out there uh, for uh, your support during the last 40 years or how long time you've been following the band. Um, hope... Um, you like well my last album and uh, hope, hopefully I'll, I'll do a new album or a pretty nice album whatever stay tuned out there there'll be something coming at some point and I hope I'll be able to see some of you live in 2022 right awesome awesome uh, Ronnie thank you for making time and uh, great job with uh, one shot and four more shots and uh, lot, man. wish you the best with the treatments and I uh, hope to see you on the road soon man thank you James Nice talking to you. What a warrior, man. Uh, a man fighting, fighting, uh, being a brave warrior, fighting the terrible disease of uh, cancer. And he is out there recording. He's out there doing interviews. He's hustling, man. So talk about a dream, a dream uh, in the works right there, man. A true warrior. Mr. Ronnie Atkins, my respects and total, total respect for, for his work, of course. Don't forget to pick up uh, One Shot. And pick up four shots. Uh, those are his latest releases. Frontiers Music. Thank you guys. Uh, and uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to uh, check us out on our socials. Uh, TikTok and all that stuff. You know, you guys know what, you guys know what's up. So, and don't forget to keep it metal. middle